Good afternoon, Great Oak. This is Felicia Joseph, and you're here on episode four or five of the GOHS BSU podcast. It has been a long, long while, but let me just say I am so excited to get back into it. And it's hilarious how when we just started the podcast, right, like, we weren't in COVID and then like it was just kind of getting out and then like all of a sudden a whole year went by um and now we're here again but I'm just really glad to start talking to you guys again um I just want to say a thank you to all the listeners or viewers out there or viewers to come and today we're going to talk about a variety of topics regarding police brutality um a new juneteenth mural that's coming right across from the temecula history museum as well as various projects that we're looking forward to in the summer regarding a festival or perhaps even a get together for the african students who are participating in bsu um, right now, I have my good friend Amar Mansare, and wow. he is a part of NAMI, right? So, what, is, what does NAMI even stand for, bud? NAMI stands for National Awareness of Mental Illness. So, National Awareness of Mental Illness. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. And how long have you been in that club? I've been in that club since my junior year, and we've just been well now it's a little limited but yeah we do like campaigns and try to like help just spread awareness about certain topics okay just regarding mental illness and for mm -hmm. all the students right yeah and we like we host like guest speakers and try to like show videos we have meetings on thursdays Mm -hmm. and whatnot so that's cool and you know i feel like for students on campus right now, it's really important that you guys are sucking in the information that is being provided to you. I feel like during COVID, a lot of opportunities have came, whether it's through videos, whether it's through guest speakers. So many people have had the time to kind of sit down and interact and communicate with each other. And I feel like I feel like half of our student body has done a great job because I, have you ever seen peer leaders like mm-hmm. peer leaders have been making videos they've been pushing that content out encouraging the students to continue doing school to continue um you know being motivated and doing their classes and going to class and going to clubs and various things like that and then i feel like another part of the student body has kind of like largely largely ignored that like they're just like oh it's not worth watching or like oh it's not going to do anything for me. And so I guess my question to you is like, how would you encourage those students who are unmotivated, who are uninterested to kind of take that chance or that leap of faith to really like listen to what they have to say? So um, in terms of kind of getting like, I guess, attention and actually getting people's like, you know, but like, to actually care about what we're saying in this time, which is way harder. We're not actually physically a presence as we were on campus. And so at least for peers, we had to like, kind of, I had to say like, yo, like in terms of trying to put out social media stuff and like trying to do campaigns that um, a lot of the things that we were doing or you guys were doing earlier is not really gonna translate to what we're doing now. And that, um, we can't ask too much of people to do things like we can't um when we do like challenges we don't say hey do this but like it's more expectations, like expectations right yeah like a lot of i feel like 
some I feel like some motivational speakers or some like motivational students like some influencers these days they're like you must do this and you must get out of bed and you have to get up and you have to do your work and if you don't then you're lazy and I feel like instead of saying you have to you must to you're going to like I have tried to implement it in my everyday conversations to say things like I suggest that you do this or I encourage you to do that and so I feel like maybe it might be in any club's interest or people who are trying to like grow their club or even the peer leaders like maybe it's in their best interest to start talking to the students with that kind of language um because i also feel like for peer leaders a lot of them are really like they're kind of personal anecdotes you know like the videos that i've seen um they're like oh like for valentine's day this is what i did for me instead of saying like this is what i do for me because you never know like sometimes what works for you doesn't work for everybody else and i guess i just want to encourage the student body out there again me saying encourage i just want to encourage them to um you know start talking about different types of solutions so that students can kind of try them you know because maybe that one solution might not work for everybody i know it didn't work for me no it was about like i think it was like writing a letter to yourself or something and i was like i don't want to write a letter to myself like i need something a little bit less time consuming but yeah also the same effect you know i mean it, it is just trying to like reach out to it work it does work for some people i mean the writing writing letters it helps me out and it, i guess people would listen rather to like a, a fellow student than just like an older dude who's like oh you know just just get up and you know so i think there's a bit of like fellowship and like oh this is a colleague talking to me and i feel like this might be more genuine but um on the topic of showing like motivational videos that kind of feel like i don't know if you heard about it but it's like fake positive or it's just like oh you need to you need to get up now and do all this all these things and like it's very unrealistic because it doesn't really leave room for human mistakes that we all make all the time and it kind of just get uh, like it kind of implies that oh you're down right now because you're you're just not doing enough you're not exactly and i guess yeah, exactly. i kind of want to say like to the people who are listening right now like who can really relate to that you know because i feel like I don't know a lot of people, I, I know of a lot of people on campus, but I don't know them enough in terms of like, like talking to them every day. But I guess this podcast, like starting it up again, has kind of been my way to really kind of ask for, I guess, ask for that human interaction. Like I'm asking for that human interaction from our students and from people who are listening in the community to see if they can relate to feeling unmotivated sometimes and like having a hard time finding all the answers because sometimes I don't know about everybody on campus but I felt like really lonely like this entire year not being on the podcast not being able to do things in person having to stay home all day and then having to deal like with you know family problems or family issues like not everybody's family is perfect and staying at home has really uh heightened those issues for me and so that's kind of why like my whole situation changed but going back to the topic here like i just feel like i had been really lonely and so i just kind of want to know like if you guys are able to comment in the comments or even like respond back like do you guys feel like you're still lonely did you feel lonely at one point how did you cope with it and like how would you recommend for everybody else to do that because I really want this podcast to be 
a community of listeners and of activists and helpers does that make sense so like i want Mm -hmm. people to be able to help each other with their own methods like maybe one method might help somebody else maybe it might help me and um that's definitely something i'm looking for so yeah okay so yeah (laughs) next topic um let me see I'm not gonna lie I have made like a couple of like little like recordings already of like for the podcast but I was like too afraid to release them because like I've had like I've had a heart I wonder if people who are like activists or people who are like really passionate about like Black Lives Matter or like even even people who are passionate about like All Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter and like all these other different movements like how are they so confident and every five seconds i'm here editing it right now and yeah i said like a lot and then also i um want to clarify that when i'm talking about like all these other different movements i'm directly referencing individuals who are either a part of these movements support these movements and decide to uh, make videos or make podcasts or even speak out on social media about situations that are happening so like the George Floyd killings or Dante Wright's death and things like that so I'm talking about people who are taking it upon themselves um to go out and kind of develop an opinion and like push it out there to all these people um my kind of I guess frustration or confusion stems from do they really know all the information? Did they research both sides? And is the information that I'm receiving logical? Um, or is it just fake news? So that's kind of what I was talking about uh, directly, if anybody's confused. Able to like start speaking out about, you know, those opinions, those ideals, and like their, like all those things without having like all of the information, you know, or like not have, or like having like, I don't know like I've always been afraid to like speak my mind on how I feel about something like just I've always felt like a little worried because I just want to I don't want to say the wrong thing you know what I mean like it sounds weird but I don't want to say the wrong thing and I don't want um like I guess I fear like being wrong but I have learned though like if I am wrong then I have to take that accountability for myself and use that moment to learn so if someone on the podcast listens to this and like let's say we're talking about um you know our our perspective on Dante Wright's killing or we're talking about our perspective on George Floyd's killing if you don't agree with that respectfully put that in the comments and explain your point of view that way It can be a learning moment for both sides you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like even for like politics like even politically wise i have people on my instagram who support donald trump i have people on my instagram who support biden and it's like i am hoping that we can have those hard conversations and learn from both sides too and also like have facts you know because i feel like Mm -hmm. A lot like I don't know a lot about politics but I do know a lot of students on campus 
rep whoever they be repping and it's only because that's present in their household like I want to know what that person knows you know what I mean like I want to know what have you done for research or like what have you seen and so that brings me to my next topic talking about you know George Floyd and Dante Wright and Breonna Taylor you know like rest in peace all of them and my condolences go out to their families because I feel like this past year has been like a lot of black anger like I just have a lot of anger for my for the community of African Americans and for like for myself I'm angry in terms of because it keeps happening and I feel like there's just not enough change happening quick enough you know like there still aren't policies implemented to teach these police officers on you know when to use their gun when to not use their gun or like where to shoot so that it's not fatal and it's not killing that person like I want to know if there's any other like policies out there if there's any um like new like legislatures or like I don't even know like amendments anything like I want to know like what has been done what has been put in the policing system to stop the killing of people of color blacks and things like that like do you know anything about that um I'll speak for a bit also on the last thing you brought up um talking about politics and how people are so strong and speak about it it's just people have different reasons to get into it people get into it out of anger people get it into it out of necessity just because their situation and they have to speak out for the humanity and that um in terms of learning and like speaking about it you just have to be open to criticism and if you get something wrong you just have to be like okay i made a mistake you just admit it and you learn from it and you continue learning i don't i'm not like saying like you just see a topic you don't know anything about just go start talking about it <laughs> yeah but it's just that you take you, you look at a subject you read about it, you can form your opinion, and then from that you take a stance and you can just say, hey, um, I don't think what's going on here is really right. Mm-hmm. I'm standing for this and I'm advocating for that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just things to kind of, if anything happens, you just kind of have to take on the chest. And that's just like life mm-hmm. and just owning your opinion mm-hmm. and being willing to change your opinion in case that you know you need change you need to change mm-hmm. and in regards to um to all the kind of energy last year of, of police brutality uh and in regards to police reforms there's been the george floyd act which a lot of reforms um they do go into place but it it just depends if the police department even considers or complies because they have the option to not comply whatever um me personally i don't get to it but um i i'm on the more side of um i personally can't see police aggressing our communities with or being seen as managers of the communities because that's the purpose of them to also have the ability to shoot and not get repercussions and know that hey i if i kill somebody my whole department's gonna back me and i can just i'll have bail or i have you know yeah. you have you have that leverage of your supremacy mm-hmm. over 
and let me tell you you're not wrong like you seriously aren't wrong because i was at subway i haven't i don't know if i told you or if i told my other friends this i know i told my co-workers i work at subway and a police officer he's private security and he was a veteran in the uh, either in the Marine Corps or the Army. And he came in and he told me, I asked him like how his day was while I was making a sandwich. And he was like, my day is good. And I was like, um, you know, I said, thank you for your service. Like, I'm glad that you're protecting people. Gave it, granted, this is a white man. Everything that's happened passed in the years. And I'm saying, you know, thank you for your service. Like, thank you for protecting our community. Um, and he goes, yeah, well, I've been on probation for the last three days. I've been suspended for the last three days. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then he goes on to say um, that he got paid for all those three days. He got paid for those three days that he was supposedly on suspension. And he was on suspension because he pepper sprayed, um, in his own words, a Latina. So he said, like, this Latina was yelling and going off on me. And so basically I pepper sprayed her. And... This is a super awkward conversation, you know? Like, I'm in, we're at Subway, I'm making your sandwich. Um, like, and this is a really, really uncomfortable conversation to be having. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, like, she should be glad that I didn't shoot her. And I was just like, well, I'm glad you didn't shoot her. I mean, that's the first thing that came to my mind, you know? I didn't want to aggravate him or make the or like escalate the situation so i was just like you know i'm glad you didn't shoot her but i also didn't want to remain quiet you know i didn't want to be compliant to the like his just his his ad, like i guess his admitting of violence you know like saying oh like i'm glad like she should be lucky that i didn't shoot her like i felt like if i had been silent then i would be doing myself and the black community a disservice by not saying anything so i was like okay well let me just say this like you know i'm glad you didn't shoot her because that would have been bad and he goes yeah it would have been and i i held restraint it's not like i took out my baton and beat her with it and i was like yeah I'm glad you didn't do that either. There's options, you know? So he was like, yeah, there's options indeed. And then that was kind of like the end of our conversation. And I had to make this man like two sandwiches and I did not want to make him any sandwiches. But I'm saying this because like, we live in Temecula. We live in like Temecula, Winchester area. And that incident aggravates me. Like it aggravates me that in the south like even on instagram like in the south and even in like other states i have seen like posters you know posted up saying like black lives matter and justice for george floyd and justice for brianna taylor and like all kinds of flyers and things like that why do we not see it around in temecula like i don't understand why we don't see more of that why we don't see more of justice for dante wright or you know about you know the little 13 year old black girl who got killed yeah like why are why is why is her name not out there on the streets you know and like what do we have to do to get ourselves to start doing that i mean i think any everyone can agree that the killing of george floyd was not justified until recently the fact that he's going to jail but like back then when it was all going on, I didn't see it. In fact, I saw silence. I saw more silence than anything. And it was like a really touchy topic to talk about, especially with my white friends who go to high school. And it was just something we just didn't talk about. Like, we just did not talk about it. My black friends, of course, we did. It was like, oh, man, like, you know, what happened to George Floyd was horrible. And, like, the more that I read about, you know, articles on Instagram or articles on Google about George Floyd or about Breonna Taylor or about the girl 
the 13 year old girl i think her name is michaela i think her name is michaela i'm not sure michaela bryant right that's what i thought but i'm not i'm not quite sure but reading so many like they get lost together you know that's why there's just so many names there's so many names there's so many stories and it becomes like it becomes hard to like read like because it's like i don't want to I don't want to get numb to the point where like black black people dying is like normal to me. I don't want it to become that way, and I don't. I hope that it never becomes that way. But I feel like it is because it's just like I just don't feel like change is happening, like to me. Like I just don't feel like I don't feel that way. So, um, the whole movement here is like you won't see any uh, like really around, mostly because we are in a, a white majority town that's mainly to the right and pro like protesting and putting out kind of signs that say justice for george for anybody is like even doing it here i mean doing it anywhere is a risk but doing it here i mean you've seen those lady i forgot exactly where but she had her stand and like she was getting harassed all the time all the time by everyone that was passing by and so even just being a black minority in a place like it's like they don't know about the black experience and to say they will never know because they'll never be black of course but um it's just that they only see from what the media is and probably only have like one or two black friends that personally experience mm -hmm. and they might and not even feel like that's why i just it. want like if anyone is like listening to this podcast i want the black people and i want not even just black people i want people of color that are in our community to come together and to start making signs in our in temecula not just in la because there's a lot of black people but i'm talking about you know, gathering the black people from Temecula, gathering the black people from the Winchester area because they are out there. There are black families out there. And I, I encourage them to, you know, start reaching out, reach out to us, reach out to schools, reach out to, um, um, yeah, reach out to us, reach out to schools, or even reach out to yourselves. You know, you, it doesn't take that long to write something or to make something. Um, that can support the community but it's just like i guess i really encourage them to kind of get together like i want us to all get together and kind of focus on something like what can we do in temecula that would make us more inclusive right like more diver diversified and one of those things is the mural you know it's right across from the temecula history museum it is a safe haven i guess you could say for people of color to you know share their experience we had the black student we had the black history month mural which was really cool and then now we're having the juneteenth one and then right now it was the asian um pacific islander mural too up there which i thought was really cool because i didn't know that there was like i mean i knew there was a lot of asians in temecula but i didn't know like that there was enough that they would like put something out there like that like that's really cool that's kind of like their culture, like their little little culture spot. And I guess I just want that to expand. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I want it to expand. And the only way we're going to be able to, like you said, like educate these people about the black experience is if we all get together and start talking about it. Like, I feel like we need a chance to talk about it and not just 
the old adults but the youth i want the youth to talk about it like i'm i know talking to you talking to guyland talking to my friends ariel brooke and them like i want to talk to more people from different schools more people from even like if you're homeschooled like i want to hear your perspective on the black experience like how has it felt living in temecula how has it felt getting a job my friend who's black her name's anaya she told me that she couldn't she applied to like 100 jobs and only got a job that her uncle and aunt because they owe they own the place that's why they gave her a job but i guess she applied to all these other places and none of them picked her and so in temecula and i'm like that's crazy you know like that's that's crazy but at the same time she has dreads and yeah. she wears her dreads out proudly which is not a problem but it is known like you know when you wear dreads or if you wear braids or if you have like a whole bunch of piercings and stuff there's a chance you might not get hired um and then that's why we, we still have we have the crown act of course which basically prevents you know from companies from discriminating against people for having their hair out or wearing their hair like in an afro or in dreads and things like that but at the end of the day like it still happens to people and obviously it's still it's happening now to our youth and i think it's more important now than ever to kind of like reinforce all of those things like hey you know don't touch black people's hair hey start you know supporting black lives matter because it has nothing to do with putting down white people or putting down any other person of color mm -hmm. and sticking up for you know all people of color asian lives matter all of that you know stop asian hate like that was going on at one point how many asian people were assaulted in differing states and like that was completely wrong and i know i'm going on a tangent here just kind of like going from black to asian to white to mm -hmm. all these people but like it's all important is what i'm trying to say it's all important and it's all just like a data bomb like we need to work in sections you know what i mean and i'm i'm happy with the progress that we're making with the mural um but i what i really want is for everyone to come together and appreciate that mural and then let's start those hard conversations let's start those hard conversations because at the end of the day we're still having racist like memes or racist instagram lives popping up on instagram like did you see the one with the picture of the kids who had like the swastika and n-i-g-g-e-r on their stomachs did you see recent? that mm -hmm. i knew those people yeah so that was that got resurfaced right i i cried when i saw that because i was like yo that's completely wrong and i was tired of seeing it like i was tired of it i was like why like why why would you why would you do that you know like that that hurts that hurts my feelings and it was it could have been a month ago it could have been two months ago but it's like the fact that it's just now resurfacing and like i don't know i just want it to be talked about and then i want there to be action behind it you know what i mean yeah like yeah you went through so many topics <laughs> i know i'm sorry i, went through a lot of topics, I was so excited right? i was like oh my god you like, no just, just interrupt me just okay interrupt i'll just i'll just i don't I'll, okay i'll just you do can next interrupt time. me yeah anyways um <laughs> Sorry, going guys. all the way back to what you were saying about not that many uh, black people in Temecula. Um, I mean, as the population grows, of course, there's going to be like more diversity. But in terms of Temecula and what its majority is, it's going to be harder because 
I don't know if you noticed in SoCal, it, it took me so long to, like, to point this out, but it's super segregated. You see, you see a bunch of like, you see all the nice place and you go to somewhere like Hemet and you go somewhere else and you see like kind of that effect redlining where it's like, oh, um, I'm trying to get you a house, but I don't want you to get that house. I'm gonna give you something else because I don't want any black people living there. And it's just that you see it, you literally see it. And it's like, okay, we, we live in a nice, we live in a nice place to make money. And I know it's like, um, as more people, I guess you can say are coming here from Los Angeles. I, that's why I always hear, but um, low income families are looking to go to SoCal are not gonna look at Temecula or mainly black communities that are already having to deal with so much. They're not gonna go to Temecula unless they have the funds to do so and that it's safe. It's just a whole freaking change. So they're gonna go to somewhere like like places in San Diego that's that's not too safe or Hammett or somewhere in Marietta or just some like anywhere else because that's where they can afford and that's what most likely they're getting accepted with and it's just that's kind of a thing that it needs to it's just like it's just a like it's just a systematic change man like because there's an economic problem with there's an economic wage gap between african americans and white americans and there is a racial problem going on in all in all companies like in all like situations like in the medical industry in the food mm -hmm. industry in the technology industry like every industry has some has some bias against african-americans when it comes to paying them and when it comes to hiring them and when it comes to moving up in the ranks like moving up in terms of like management positions and things like that um there there has been proven evidence of that and so it's not a surprise that like there's not a lot of white people or black people in Temecula and in in like other places like you were saying but there's a lot in like Hemet and things like that like it's just it's crazy like I don't really know how to really solve that <laughs> because yeah. it's just there's just so much of it you know what I mean and again the only way we can get solutions is if we talk to the youth if we talk to the adults out there and so like me and Amara are only two people we can't solve we can't solve you know racism discrimination like we can't solve all the issues of police brutality like, we can't solve all of that on our own and so you know i just want to say thank you guys for listening and we'll definitely be back next week